0: In the Pits is partnered with Compete. Compete is a Texas-based brand by Jell Stewart of professional team AC Diesel that provides custom jerseys, pants, headbands, straps, tech shirts, and any other soft goods to help individuals and teams compete at the highest level. Support Texas paintball and message Compete on Facebook or Instagram and mention In the Pits podcast for 10% off your entire order. In the Pits is partnered with Get That Shot. Get That Shot now offers first-in-line photo and video editing, 20% off Get That Shot merch, and 20% off prints to all teams that wear the Get That Shot logo on their jersey. Message Get Dat Underscore Shot on Facebook or Instagram to become a Get That Shot program team. In the Pits is partnered with Paintball Kumite. Paintball Kumite is a program designed by Colt Roberts of professional team San Antonio X-Factor to take paintball players of all ages experience levels, and skill groups and mold them into champions. The program breaks the game down into small, easy-to-learn sessions designed to help you master the fundamentals so that you can elevate your game. Newcomers to the program get a free one-hour introductory class when mentioning In the Pits. To sign up for a class, message at paintballkumite on Instagram. Welcome everyone to episode 20 of In the Pits Paintball Podcast. This podcast is focused on everything that has to do with the paintball scene here in Texas, from professional players and teams, to new divisional programs, local tournament series, field owners, Texas-based brands, even photographers and videographers. Every week we will have a short and sweet episode with a new topic and special guest. I'm Christian Smith, I'm a player for the Texas Titans, and this episode we are going In the Pits with James Cobb, aka Bo, captain of Valhalla Mechanical Paintball team. James, how are you doing this evening?
1: I'm doing great, Christian. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, thank you for coming on. So, uh those of you all that are listening, I was actually supposed to have Nico Hyde on tonight, but uh Nico had a uh, scheduling conflict, so I, you know, scrambled to get a, someone in last minute and uh James was available. He uh, you know, agreed on short notice to come on to do this and uh, so, James, I uh, appreciate you for filling in, and we've we've definitely got a lot to talk about. You're definitely a, a big figure here in Texas. So, uh, James, for those listening that uh, maybe don't know about you personally, so how long have you been involved in the Texas paintball scene?
1: Oh, uh, well, again, thanks for having me on. Uh, looking forward to this. Uh, I started playing paintball back in 1988. I was a young college student, uh, had a, a guy work, I went to class with at art school, was Payball player, and he's like, "Oh, you need to come out and play." I heard about it before, you know. At the time, it was Survival Games, and finally, one weekend, I didn't have a, uh, I didn't have anything to do. You know, like almost all my assignments were done. So I was like, "Oh, sure." Hopped in the car with him and a couple of his buddies, went out and played at uh, at Survival Games of Texas and Houston. I was hooked. Immediately, Every weekend since was playing, and two times a weekend, immediately go straight into into teams and whatnot. So, yeah. Long story short. Uh, about 34 years i believe yeah
0: so well that's uh that's definitely a lot longer than i've been <laughs> in the scene i'll tell you that at least yeah uh, yeah
1: it's uh so good
0: uh yeah like longer than i've been on the scene on on uh planet earth <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's not that common for me to hear like, yep. like one of the, there was a there was a time when I was running, I was running a paintball tournament series in Houston, where as I was checking kids in, it was like, okay, I've been playing longer than this kid's been alive. And that, would, and that happened twenty years ago. It's like, holy smokes, oh, man. But yeah,
0: and so, uh, James, what, uh, what teams have you played for over the years?
1: Uh, quite a few, a lot of, a lot of the old ones. Um, so yes, yeah, so I started on the original team, a bunch of you know local field guys, like everyone else does. A team called. Uh, 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 poorly named, named enough stormtroopers. Uh, we merged with the Texas Rangers at the time, a bunch of old guys, like, you know, like full-on, we're talking 15-man paintball, pump, uh, some guys still using 12 grams, most of us using California air, which is you know, the the seven, seven ounces of liquid death, CO2. Um, joined up with these guys, a bunch of old Vietnam vet dudes, crusty guys. Uh, started playing in the TCC, the Texas Council of Captains, which was a uh, Texas, the first Texas series where teams actually self-organized and created our own tournament series. Um, from there, uh, played a couple of seasons and got recruit, recruited with the top one of the top Texas teams out of Houston, uh, Texas Bushwhackers, not to be confused with uh, Ron Kilburn's California Bushwhackers. Uh, they both came about about the same time. Uh, we actually had a uh, almost had the throwdown with them at a lively tournament and offered to play for the name, but Ron Ron declined to play. Play for the name. So, played with the Bushwhackers for for several years. Won won a state championship or two with them, fighting against guys like the uh, Texas Storm, back when they first started. And uh, eventually, that that team had some some uh, differences of opinion on what they wanted to do, and the bunch of the young guys split off and formed uh, the original Houston Heat. Uh, Steve Rabikoff, myself, Cliff Herring. Uh, Ray Banks, a couple of young guys, picked up some some other dudes and started grinding. And we want to play national events, and so we, you know, d- dove in head first, Second second season of the NPPL, I think it was, uh, started just grinding away at that. And a couple of years later, uh, this is back when they only had two divisions. You had pro, you had you had to earn your pro spot, and you had amateur. And uh, I think it was '95. We won the amateur division. You know, you know fighting the likes of. Uh, uh, Enemy and a couple other teams that were, you know, from Chicago and whatnot, and uh, you know, eventually from there, um, he uh, played his course out. Uh, started, several guy guys reformed a new team called Adrenaline, where we pulled some some young talent out of Dallas, uh, picked up some guys, some Texas Storm guys, uh, Mark Mark Mafia Delgadillo, uh Albert Schilling from Halo. Mark eventually went on to play with uh, Addicted and uh, Brotherhood and uh, uh, Lockout for a bit, but um, did 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 adrenaline, uh went pro and uh, at World Cup that year. The next season, played a couple of tournaments. Uh, just didn't have the sponsor backing, and we had to, we at that point we had guys that were burning out. And uh, I, I just had it, my first child. It's like you know what, I, I can't do this anymore. So I, I stepped away and just was been started uh, playing uh, just you. Know, Pick up Sundays like I do now, where I just go and play tackling dummy for other teams. And uh, a good friend of mine, uh, John Tankersley at Tank, uh, of Tank of Tank's mm-hmm. Paintball in Houston, uh, was starting. We talked about like we, had all, we had all, at that time. You know, it went from fifteen man to ten man down to, to five man. Like everyone's oh, we always get smaller and smaller. But at the time that we had, there was several. It was like the uh, the Pure Energy series and the GTS. So he had several several five-man series that were running. Um, but when he noticed, like I just feel like he had all these young guys, but no, no young players. But they're always scared to jump up and play. So uh, we got together and we created the uh, the uh, uh, the HRL, the Houston Rookie League. And so that was the first three-man series. I uh, started running that. Um I was a tournament director for him. And actually that's where probably most people know me nowadays is the guy that yelled at him when they were kids <laughs> and brought bad news on them when they were when they were uh, getting one for ones and whatnot. So I worked with Tank and ran ran that series for a good fourteen years, I believe we ran it. Finally shut it down and uh then just you know it was been play a pickup here and there and then the mech scene started popping up again. Oh, in the two thousands i did uh pump i did pump play for a while we did pump and Stein went to california once some one an event or two out there and uh just tried to push the pump scene here and and for a while and when well, the next thing popped up here here in the last you know five years just it kind of felt like home again so mm-hmm. started pulling 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 some strings and some friends back in and uh guys I met in formed Valhalla and here we are. Sweet. Yeah. Long story, long, long, long story, longer. It's probably, <laughs> that's the problem with 34 years, right? It's hard to condense that down.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a, uh, I was, I was going to ask you what are some of the names that you've, uh, that you've played around with? Like, uh, I, some of those names flew over my head, but I definitely recognize some heavy hitters in there for sure. I'm sure, uh, some, Thanks. some of the other players out there and, uh, listening that have that have been in the scene a little bit longer than I have can appreciate, uh, some of the players that you've been around. Uh, so kind of, you told us like you basically just start plating, caught the bug right away. Uh, so, um, now, nowadays, whenever we see you, you know, the back of your Jersey, it doesn't say Cobb on it. It says Bo. So tell, tell me about that, that nickname. How does that come around?
1: Oh, it started from a family nickname, a Jimbo and like, it's been shortened to, shortened to Bo. And when I, that first car ride, I went out there, ro- rode with a guy named James and at the field, there was two guys there's two other dudes named james so there were like four jameses there mm-hmm. so i finally said hey just call me bo which is kind of a passing and then it just stuck and then you know pre-internet days right you only meet people at the events and you know introduce myself as bo and people call me bo and then next thing you know it just you know that became my name then if someone called me bo is it was for paintball so mm-hmm. or, or your old family so <laughs> so if you don't have the last name and call me bo you're probably a paintball player but yeah.
0: Well, that's uh, that's how I know you. That's how a lot of guys know you. I know uh, you were telling me a story where some of the guys on on Valhalla don't even know you as James; they know you as Bo. Well, I,
1: they they know me as James here, but I, I played in a World Cup a couple you know, shoot back around two thousand. Played with mm-hmm. Resurrection, uh, Keith Kaminsky's team, uh, his old team from the Houston area. And I played with these guys for for several months of practicing. We went out to the, you know grinding every weekend, and we go to the tournament and we uh, we sign you. Know, we get the paperwork. We our, Everybody signs their waivers, and we kind of pass them on over to the one guy. And the guy's were organizing me. He's like, James, James Cobb. Who the hell's James Cobb? I'm like, uh-huh. it's me. He's like, what? And so <laughs> then we had this whole conversation of, like, you travel. You, like, you share bedrooms, and you cram three dudes in a room. Like, how much do you really know these paintball players you travel across the, the U.S. with? So it's kind of, kind of funny. Like, I had no idea that my, that wasn't my real name.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Well, uh, most of us know you as Bo now or uh, James. We kind of know you as both at this point. But uh, so you've been in the scene for quite some time now. Uh, So what are some things that you've noticed uh, that has changed in the Texas scene over time?
1: Oh, a lot. Um, (laughs) Sadly, some things that haven't changed, you know, you know it's it's definitely you know it's gotten cheaper believe it or not you know when, when I first started playing it was you know paid two dollars two dollars and seventy five cents for a ten round tube of paint so you know paint's gotten cheaper um the there's an ebb and flow of of focus you know teams you know it goes national it goes local it goes national again um but uh you you still see some of the things that that haven't changed is is the uh the a sort of tribal nature that you kind of see at fields, right? People play at their own, like you know, X Factor all just X Factor guys, or fit. You know, those teams play out of fit, and teams play out of Houston's zone or some other te- You know, some some other field there, and you don't see a lot of mixture, and that's and that's been you know, without a, like a, a, a overarching overarching tournament series to kind of like draw people to play and counter, you know, cross mingle. You t- still tend to stay in those silos. Which, which really sucks. What's kind of cool when I, I played recently with the U, uh, UXBL event uh, a series a couple of years ago is like you kind of see some teams from from Houston popping in and Dallas coming down, which is good. So it's, you know.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, at least for my team, I know that um, m- on the Texas Titans, there's a lot of players that are actually from Austin and live uh, much closer to Outlaw, or some of them even drive past Outlaw on the way to go practice at X Factor. Uh, so I know that the at, at the very least, the San Antonio and the Austin uh, scene have a little bit closer of a relationship just because of distance. But um, I know that something that we've tried to do is kind of in- invite more teams from out of town, like the uh, like Rampage, like the teams from the Valley. Or uh, try to get like the Texas Cyclones or Veteran Militia, or um, you know any any of those other teams from outside that can uh, come give us a good look. You know we we scrimmage Hypnotic somewhat regularly, of course, because you know they're they're close, but they're also like not the team that we see every Sunday. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, it is. I I wonder. I I guess like a lot of that is probably just due to distance. I mean, you're not gonna expect guys that are like. Oh, I live in Austin, but this weekend I'm going to drive all the way to Houston to go play or, uh, you know, kind of rotate among there. So, um, it is nice to connect with those different players and different teams, but also, like, kind of notice different styles uh, emerge mm-hmm. between, like, X Factor and Fit and Houston. Like, uh, and it, it's cool to see, uh, especially as all of these teams are kind of, like, playing against each other more and more and getting to these higher levels. Uh so uh anything yeah, that, it, it,
1: well just kind of you know you talk about titans kind of mm-hmm. you was well, something that, that that wanted to mention that i've uh, neglected to earlier is you know it's great to see teams like the titans develop farm systems mm-hmm. and like you know and expanding instead of like okay we're going to play our one division and it's just us you know six dudes it's like expanding out rosters playing multiple lines multiple divisions that's something you didn't see in the past right? you know it, was, it with 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 X ball and five man squads. You know, you carrying six or seven to a tournament. You know, or eight or ten if you if you can. You know, it's a little bit easier. You know, the back of the back of the day was fifteen, ten ten people on a team minimum. You know, it's, it's harder to when teams try to do those those larger squads. And back in the day, it was just cumbersome because you're talking twenty five people, just just on two squads, and it, it it becomes more problematic. But it's it's great to see what what uh, y'all's program are doing and and like you know. Uh, you know, Notorious has been uh, great about that sort of developing players. And, you know, you see a, a long line of guys go through that program. It's good to see, as you know, it's growing our own again, you know.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. And I, I'd say it's actually more common now. Like, it, it's kind of rare to have a D4, D3 team that doesn't have a D5 uh, counterpart to it. Like, most of the teams, at least that play in the USXBL, uh, they all have, kind of their own farm systems like titans we have four lines right now we have uh a d5 line we've kind of got like a practice squad uh, and that's not really the best term for it but we've got guys that are uh going to be our d5 line next year and then we've got our d4 line and then our premier line so that i mean that's like almost 30 guys across four lines for one program and you know and we're just one of like six or seven teams at x-factor so it, you mm-hmm. see also, like, especially teams like Innocent Bystanders, they've got a huge farm system. They've got, like, five different lines across their thing. And I'm sure, you know, the same thing's going on at FIT with Shut Up, We're Trying. Greed even has Avarice and Bandit's buddies playing in their different divisions. So a lot of mm-hmm. teams are coming up with these farm systems. And the benefit of that, at least what I'm seeing, is it's a lot more teams are a lot more invested in bringing in the new guys.
1: Yeah, it's d- democratizing the knowledge, right? You're you're sharing out knowledge. you de- you develop the you you the base. The baseline gets higher. It's not peaked with individual teams and talent, and they just crush everybody and and, you know, and hide it away. You, you democratize the talent. talent you know, it all, all boats rise with the tide, right? So all the teams get better. You better quality, better quality of teams go out and play national events, better national showings brings more more visibility to Texas. You know, it's, it's a good a good cycle to to help be involved with.
0: Oh, yeah, and you see it now in the NXL. Texas teams are always podiuming or taking first place, like Cyclones uh, won a lot of events in D4 last year. They're always in the running for D3, shut up or trying. Uh, Last year, we also had the Coalition Squad, Um, Mm a couple other teams I'm missing in there as well. I know uh, back in 2020, right before the shutdown, Ruthless out of X Factor won D5. Uh, Texas Titans won D four five man last year. Like there's always Texas teams uh, doing really well, even up at the top. Like professionally, you got three, sometimes four Texas teams. Uh, you got Diesel, Houston Heat, X Factor, uh, and <clears throat> who knows? Austin Notorious might be joining them really soon.
1: Well, we ho- hope that uh, it works out for them. They've been they've definitely been putting in the work, so we'd mm-hmm. love to see them it pay off for them
0: for sure. Uh, so, what are some other things that you have? Seen kind of change over this time period.
1: Uh, significant lack of camo. That's, the, that's one <laughs> thing that's changed over. <laughs> yeah, but you know that's one thing that's you know when I first started playing, it was you know you'd you'd on a breakout you'd you'd literally sprint for a hundred yards before you saw anybody. It was a huge field, forty-five minute games. uh This sort of you know the 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 reduction in te- team size, reduction in uh, um, environments, that, like the man-made fields was was big remember the the switch over between playing in the woods or playing on hyperball at uh World Cup the first year was like, you know, mind blowing. like holy smokes, you know, an actual field that's mirrored. If <laughs> we never had a mirrored we had balanced fields. There's a difference between balanced and mirrored. And like to have a built balanced and mirrored field was great. You know, there's no bad ends at that point. But uh yeah seeing that and you know the and the just the general engagement I also noticed, you know, this this is started happening, you know, twenty years ago, but uh the youth trend, right? Like when I first started playing, you know, it was expensive, and you got a bunch of you know old dudes. Old dudes not playing golf or playing paintball instead. But you know, you, you see, you know, as as paintballs costs got went down, kids started playing it. You know, you got more of a, a youth trend, and that's that that happened a long time ago. uh But it's still you know, definitely uh, definitely apparent that you know, especially today, like right? you know, the modern game is definitely a physical, w- way more sort of athletic game. Uh, than it used to be, you know, it was more tactical versus strategic. So it's, uh, it's, you would know, it definitely benefit the smaller, faster guys.
0: Oh, for sure. But, uh, even then you still got the old guys that are at the top of their game. You've got dynasty, you've got X factor, like all of these teams that their average age is much higher than like, uh, Columbus level or the ML Kings or they're, they've got a whole bunch of teens and 20 somethings that have, they've got wheels, but guys at the top of the game are the guys that have been doing it a long time, like, you know, Ryan Greenspan, Colt Roberts, uh,
1: guys. Yeah, definitely. When you look at, you know, it takes the work, right? You got to put the work in. I mean, look at, you look at professional tennis, right? You got, you know, Federer, Roger Federer just retired this year, but Nadal, uh, you know, Joe these these guys are in their thirties and they're still doing a sport that used to, to, people used to tap out when they're 22. So like, you know, these, it's all about, you know, taking care of yourself and, and putting the work in and, Trying to try to not uh, keep the reaper the, the the reaper away, right? So, mm-hmm.
0: and even look at uh, recent news coming out of San Diego, uh, Oliver Lang coming back. He hasn't played a professional tournament in six years. He apparently comes mm-hmm. back last weekend and kills it at practice, and now he's he's coming back for Cup. Like he hasn't missed a step. Uh,
1: that'd be, be great to see. You know, he was he was definitely one of those uh, game those sort of markers that change the game right like watching watching him watching him yeah, you know, do breakouts and whatnot you like it was definitely reading the field at a different level than the guys around him at the time so it'd be great it would be great to see that to, to watch the feed and see him come back oh yeah
0: so uh when i first met you um uh, it was when you were on the notorious d5 line in uh the 2020 season and they pretty much ran the table got first place at almost all of the usx that year so even though y'all smashed that whole season uh and you also won the HTPS event two weekends ago with fate uh you've pretty much just stuck to the mechanical events uh besides that one event two weeks ago so what is it about mechanical play that you prefer over electronic
1: uh well I love paintball. to Begin with like I love playing all sorts of stuff, but uh, there's something about the mech game that is uh, there's a lot more opportunity. I feel to move and and to and to take advantage of our uh, and to create opportunities because um, you you know, in, in in the in fast gun it was, it was I'll, call, I'll refer to X ball as fast gun in so fast gun 10.5 balls a second you, you your job is to hold this lane and keep these guys from moving right and you can stop them from moving people can't bump in you know. Uh, and that's you. Know, that is you. Part of the 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 it's all you know, lane control and zone control. Where well, in Mac you don't have that ability to stop someone from bumping. I mean, yeah, you, you could pull a stream. You know, I you know I I've, I've been clocked with an auto, with a really well tuned auto contract. I, I hit 13 balls a second, but that was for a very short window. <laughs> so it's like you don't have that sort of constant lane control. So there's a lot of opportunities for movement that happen. Uh, so people can you you can shift positions a lot. You can you you can move up the field. A lot, I feel a lot better, a lot uh, easier, um, just because of, of that sort of lack of volume or la- lack of, of lane control. Plus, you know, like my I personally prefer. I, I played you know played seven man. I played ten man. I prefer ten man, uh, just be just because it allows you you know in in in, a, uh, in fast gun you you know you get a guy on the tape. He shoots his he shoots his mirror out. He wraps, puts a guy in. He he's suddenly down the side. He's 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 do, he, he he gets a four pack right. And it's like boom, hit the buzzer. You're know, all gone. Reset. Do it again. Versus you know on on ten men, you know you shoot one guy out. There's still three guys in that zone. So you you've got to work with your teammates to like create kills, and and and. and be able to like open up a side by, by working out that, th- those, the, that chess game of getting into positions to be able to pinch out players and, and make, and make shots. Um, so that's, that's, that's why I like it. It allows you, it, it's a lot more opportunity for movement. And it's also more, more work in the mid game for, uh, for slow guys like me to be able to get up and, and up in the, into the, into the, the mix and, and, and try to get some kills.
0: Funny you mentioned the, uh, uh, more opportunity for movement part. I feel like uh, at least in the last year or two in the NXL anyway, when they introduced the new bunker set with the the big bricks and those mm-hmm. uh, kind of giant wings, it, I feel like at least with the layouts that have come out for NXL this year, they've always kind of jammed a lot of those things right up the middle. So there's no longer like, Hey, I'm just going to sit and shoot the net for couple of minutes and keep anybody from going anywhere or shoot these bounce shots. It feels like there's a lot of sight blockers now, and there is a lot more of that opportunity.
1: Yeah, that definitely I've noticed that too. You get a lot more sort of move counter moves. They're happening in, in the center of the field. Like you see like uh, that, um, the game with uh, uh, dynasty and, uh, and uh, legion red legion last tournament where like, you know, guys going through and then back and forth through the middle. It was just fun to see. It definitely definitely brings a little bit more of, of of spontaneity and like sort of gumption for teams guys to make make moves on.
0: Yeah for sure. So uh James, do you have any interest in returning to play uh fast gun formats in the future?
1: Um I I, I guessed it with the fate because I know those guys from the HRL days uh this last last week happened to be in Houston for the weekend. Um my focus is is on the on doing the Tim and Mac, so it's like you know, I have a limited amount of uh, weekends I can play, and so uh, I, I like to like, put my focus on on that 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 run for Valhalla. So never say never if opportunities arise themselves, but you know, if, you know, all things being equal, I, I I my my heart goes to Mac every time.
0: So uh, speaking of kind of your heart being in Mac, you in Texas, you have that reputation of being a huge. Uh, supporter a huge advocate for four mechavets in texas so what does uh for anybody who has never played mechanical events before uh what does the format and the structure of mechanical tournaments look like
1: uh it's a throwback right back to the old days so you know in in in, in fast gun you know you're playing points you race to three race to five whatnot uh you don't have that you you get a draw like this last uh, ICPL event we went to you know we had eight prelim games and so each you you had we played on each, each of the fields a couple of times uh, each of the ends a couple of times um and it's you know one shot you you play the game you score you if you get uh you know, you get points for for all, every every kill you get you get points for every live player you have at the end you get points for for pulling the flag and you get points for hanging the, ba- the most point goes for the hang so it's it's all about a points game and like trying to accumulate as much points as you can, you can, uh, with the, so you want to shoot, shoot all of them before they, and try to have them shoot any of you, you know, like you, you want to keep every guy, every body count. So you want to keep as many bodies alive as possible. And then it's just, it's a matter of, you know, going to you know, the other thing is like, it's, it's sort of blindish because, you know, there's no release. There's no, you, know, you can see these fields that are, that are, uh, they don't typically change the the, the field from event to event. So last year when we played in, uh, uh, Chicago, and this, this, we were back, we went back in this year. Same, they were the same field, so we could have some experience on before, so it was a little less problematic. But just, you got to go out there and walk the fields the day before. You, I mean, you, you spend out, you spend an hour, at least an hour in each field, kind of learning, learning what the shots are and what you can do on this field and what you, know, where, where are the soft zones are you, what can you crawl here? Can you, you know, how do you get some players up in this area? Especially the woodball, woodsball field is a whole, it's a whole different animal, for, a big prep for that. It's it's actually a lost art. We've kind of noticed since the last this last event. It's like, man, there's a couple of old teammates I would love to have gotten back. They were really excellent about reading fields and and game planning. It would have been loved to have had, have them out there to do that. But uh, yeah, it's uh, I'm kind of going all over the place. But it's you know, it's it's walking a blind field. It's uh, you play you you play eight games and then you know, your total points move you on. You know, the better the better you do, you can get you. You always shoot for that first round buy into the semi so you can avoid the wild card round, much like the the NXL. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's paintball. So,
0: right. So you mentioned uh, fields as in plural. So at these events, are you playing like? Is there multiple different layouts that you have to play in the same tournament?
1: Yeah. Uh, so, we've played the three typically three three fields per event. Uh, there was. Uh, Last last uh in Tampa last year, there was a, a one of the best hyperball fields I've ever played on. It was it was immaculate. It was perfectly gridded, perfectly mirrored. Uh there's a hyperball field, there was a hybrid field, which was kind of a catch twenty-two of parts and bits and was really tiny. We ended up playing the finals on that one against the Sabre Wolves. Uh and then there was a mounds field. So you, you know, you have different stylistically ways you have to play like mounds, you know. Imagine playing half inflated bunkers, right? So there's there's no hard edges. It's kind of all sort of soft and round, so you got to like really be aware of of, of aerial shots and 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 uh, blind shots coming in on that. So it's like it's different, distinctly different. Then we played in uh, Maryland, where there was a, a hyperball field, a really nice hyperball field on turf. Uh, there was a, a another woodsball field, which was um, very wide and short, but you had like really big stick bunkers on and some nice big trees, which you don't get here in Texas very often. Uh, and then there was another hybrid field that had trenches and, and uh, barrels and old hal- uh, like an old structure that, that was square, set square on the 50. So there's like a, a variety of like sort of environments. And on that field, you couldn't see side to side. So you could have stuff go down on the low side. And the high guy, guys on the high side have no idea what's happening. So it's it communic- stresses stresses that, you know, communication across the field and the back line, you know, becomes you know, paramount in those situations. But, yeah, it's like that and then uh chicago had two two hyperball fields had the snake the historic zipper field that they played back in the 2000s it's still there we played on that and then a woodsball field so like that when that was big with a ravine and all sorts of crazy stuff where you're trying to make, find out what, it, what you has the advantage and you know what bunkers you could do what, what key bunkers you need to get to what key bunkers you need to keep them out of so
0: right so it sounds Constantly like uh, it's
1: kind of,
0: it, you know, it's kind of like crossfit fields. right oh yeah yeah <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Costly <I> mean, varied. <laughs> there's no uh there's no practicing these layouts multiple weeks ahead of time or uh getting to you know dial in a, a specific bounce shot or anything like that. Uh there's uh it's really just truly testing who, who is the most well-rounded team out there. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah. in that tech-
1: we also that with well, that also, I'm sorry for cutting you off, but yeah. that's that's also why you you sit out there and you know, guys guys are watching games all the time. It's not like play my play our set and leave. It's like you're mm. you're constantly out there trying to find find that shot you missed, or that angle you that someone else saw that you didn't. So it's it's always a challenge.
0: Oh, for sure. Uh so is there a scene for mechanical outside of scenario play in Texas?
1: Not yet. that that's the rub, right? Mm. Um that's kind of what we're running into for us as playing playing Tin Man, right? Um uh, the the bulk of our guys uh, will kind of give you some background on Valhalla. Um, I had ran it, you know, I played last year at the ICPL with uh, one of the Fight Club teams of my buddy Dave Reich. Shout out to Dave, shot me last at the ICPL in, in Chicago. Uh, I told him I'd mention it. He gave me a hard mm-hmm. time. Uh, but I played with him and some of his buddies. Uh, we got dead last, got smoked. But while I was out there, I ran into John Jackson out of Houston. Um, he was playing with Farside for that event, and just we just started chatting. It's like, dude, what are you doing here? I didn't know you're coming. So uh, I I'd met John and Fuzzy when they first started playing. Uh, That's they, they they first started their career in the HRL. So they were I watched them come up as little kids coming in and, and turning into who they are today. It's been a bit been of fun journey to watch those guys. Uh, but so we, we we started you know chatting and decided you know, pull pull together the team. Uh, I we had played uh, about two years ago, but we had we had done a seven man down at Tanksfield. he had done a one-off seven man event that we did mech and he just never could get get the get the uh never could get the um the momentum going until um we you know john i was talking to john's like hey man do you want to do you want to play put a texas team together go go win some tournaments because in the in the icpl you're allowed to have two pro team two, two pro players mm. on your roster so i said do you want do you think you you and fuzz want to come along and he's, uh, he's like oh hell yeah so you know Reached out to the rest of the guys, the Vah- the loose group of was Vahal at the time, and you know it's funny when you have two pro guys. because like, Yeah, we're going. How fast guys buy their plane tickets? So that really kicked us off, and we you know been been running ever since. But back to your question about the the the, uh, the scene. Um, that's kind of the problem is like there's no other ten man teams that consistently play ten man. Like uh, Payball fits an amazing team. They they won the pro spot this year. We, we came up short in the ICPL. Uh, we were we were the front runners for most of the season, but then just you know this last tournament finished eighth and knocked us up, knocked us two spots down into the third place uh got jumped by uh by uh fit they uh they they uh a strong team but you know they're they're also you know they they play semi pro so it's like they're, folk, they're they play payball no matter what so but you know, but to get them it's hard to get them to play to practice a ten man because they're always practicing for the next semi pro event so um that and then, like you know, Diesel puts the team in, but you know, again, they're practicing the pro stuff. So it's been very hard for us to get like a ten a true ten on ten practice. You know, we've worked with you know the Titans have y'all you know, been gracious to come out and play us a couple of times, but you know, y'all got y'all's things going too. So the one thing I have started is a, a Facebook group at uh, Texas Mech pa- Texas Mechanical Paintball, and I was last year prior to really the, the season kicking off, I was doing it more uh more uh, regularly. Was um, Doing like a mech day, right? So it's kind of like the street ball format, where like people make talk with the field, you know, have a range of time. Like on this this Sunday, we're going to be at you know X Factor, and it's going to be, you know, th- that you talked about talk with them about. You know, here's the pay price, here's the entry. Come out and just, and then basically whoever shows up, break up and do 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 uh, street ball style, uh seven on seven, ten on ten, fifteen on fifty, whatever we got. You know, we just kind of play it that way. We did that a couple times in Houston. I uh, did one in Dallas, uh, did several at uh, X-Factor. And that's the sort of thing that you know, I think this would be the catalyst to help sort of create this uh, more of a mech scene in Texas. You know, there's, at this point, you know, we hear talk about it, which would be great, but you know, unless a series can pop up uh, to be able to, like, say, here's a mech series in Texas, um, that, that would give a team something to focus on, it's it's kind of hard to get that thing started. Uh, you know, I've, I've had experience running tournaments in the past – uh i'm really looking forward to someone else doing that so hopefully hopefully bunker Fest can, you know, they can know they've mentioned about having some mech events eventually uh, i know that they you know that some of the uh organizers up in dallas have talked about doing a mech you know some mech events so i would, l- would love to see that sort of pop up to be the catalyst to help create more mech mech teams or at least create the enthusiasm for it but there is there is actually i don't i'd be remiss to mention this that uh, uh payball fit those guys do a great job. They do their mechanic, mechanical mechanical X ball series, where it's draft format. You don't have to have a team. You put your you, you, set up your, you give them your IPPA number, uh, your IPPA number, and they you know they they draft players, and you you just play pool, pick up true X ball. And I've done that several times, and that, and that's a, that's a real fun way to play you know mechanical on modern fields. So it's just, it's not too foreign for folks but it, that's a great way. And I think they do a great job of just making, raising make awareness up there. So shout out to the Cowboys and their dad, JD for doing that. That's some, some amazing stuff they're doing up there. Now, in fact, they have one coming up in uh, November. So uh, the last one for the year. So,
0: yeah, those events look like a ton of fun. Uh, I have not been able to get up there for any of them yet, but uh, I, I would love I highly to
1: recommend.
0: I'd love to play yeah, more. I highly Mets, recommend. So, yeah. Um, So, I mean those those events are great, but again, it's like it's streetball style and it's not so much like, hey, we've got our own like team that we always play with that are you know competing against other teams that always play together. So um I know that you know we've got the guys up at Bunker Fest thing that they're gonna include mechanical in their events. Um I think at, at one point, and I don't know if there's any truth to this rumor, but at one point I had heard that down at X Factor, there was talk of building a mounds field. Um, but that was that was maybe a year or two ago. I don't know if any anything's happened with that since then. Uh, but where would you like to see the mechanical side of the game like get to as far as maybe events, player base, uh things like that?
1: Oh, you know. We'll we we'll love to see the moon, you know, see the moon and the stars, but uh mm-hmm. you know what? a consistent a consistent opportunity to, to be able to practice other teams. You know, tournaments in Texas would be great. You know, fly going off and doing these these national tournaments are fun, but you know, it, it does does strain the pocketbook and it does, you know, force you sometimes to, you know, have to fill in some a couple a couple of spots where guys just can't make it. But uh a, a tournament or two in Texas would be awesome. It'd be great to just just see other just teams around. Or like, you know, you could you know scrimmage, you know, organize some scrimmages and whatnot. That'd be that'd be great as well. So Uh, Any growth is good growth at this point. Thank you. So I'm not not gonna complain about anything.
0: Sure. All right. So uh before we continue, we got a couple of people in the chat uh watching the show, y'all. Welcome. Uh if you have anything that you would like to ask Bo, uh make sure that you get your comments in the chat and we will read them towards the end of the show. Uh we we've got a segment dedicated to that. So if you got questions you want to ask Bo, get them in. We'll get to them toward the end. All right, so continuing, Uh, so James, what has been your favorite moment in your playing career so far?
1: Oh, boy. Um, There's been a lot of fun moments. Uh, but probably my favorite is just um, back in the early 2000s when we were doing, the, we did uh Time was a team. We did Pump Play. Got invited to go out and play you know, in a, a, tournament, a tournament out in, in L.A., um, it's called the NSA National Stock Class Association or something like that. But you still play. You know, it was, it was pump with all the triggers. You just had to feed. You had to use the ten round tubes to load your your pods with. Load your hopper with. Um, went out there. It was a. Uh, it was in Anaheim at the behind this uh, flea market. There was an old, uh, low old 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 soccer, arena style soccer field turned into a paintball field. Uh there was a, like. 15 teams, teams from all over the country were there, but the, a lot of Southern California teams. Um, pulled a team with uh, it was me, Jason Watson from Techno Trigger, Jason Mullenbelt, TF, uh, professor, used to live in Houston. Uh, Keith Kaminsky, Will Powell from uh, from Epic, young kid we brought in. And a little unknown kid named uh, Matt Fuzzy Jackson came and played with us. And we went out there. First game off, we pulled We pulled the uh, the hitmen, which was, like, at the time, they're running high with Sonny Lopez and all their guys. Uh, and they just straight smoked us off the field. We were, like, walked off, like, what the hell just happened? Like, two of us – we just started doing the, the math. Like, two of us got hit on the break, and it just went bad. But what was funny was the, the format was you had the, – they just – you played the prelims, and if whoever was one and two played for first, and whoever was three or four played for, for third. So, like, the, your ranking out of the prelims ended up where you had to be at the end. And you play two out of three at the end. And all tournament long, we were trying to come back from that. And like we win some games and we we drop by every once in a while. And you start doing the math, right? Like, oh, we need these two teams to stalemate. Well, they did. Like everything started going our way. Next thing you know, uh, we 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 were in second place against the hitman, and we go out the next day. Uh they, they start playing these games. They play all the all the games to get to the first and second place, and we're out there and we walk in the field and the entire the entire arena is is Ringed with Hitman Hitman fanboys, like everyone screaming for him. Uh, play the first best two out of three. Play the first one. Play the first point. Uh, we we had a uh, Kaminsky shoots uh, Chris Tr- Trigarth, who plays the Ironman now. Bounces one off his face, but doesn't thinks he he breaks it. Breaks it. He ends up tries to close the game, gets shot out, and they they win that point. We end up turning around, and won the next two points, and we're we're basically just on top of the moon, high five and screaming, and, re- and then we realize like, it's dead silent all around us. Like, we're the only ones making noise. Like, yeah, let's get our shit and get out of here. So, like, yeah, uh, it was a great time. There was no problems, but it was just, like, just the idea of, like, we're going, yay! Kick! High, you know, single high-clapping sounds. Yeah. And it was, like, it was, it was a good time. It was, it was fun to play with Fuzz and, and do that. So, uh, I, actually, I traded some some texts with, uh, some, some messages with, uh, Tree Garth and after the Ironman played, uh, uh, impact of this last tournament so yeah this is just so you know this is not the first time you played fuzzy fuzzy <laughs> ran him down one time so this is not the first time you know if you played fuzz i sent the picture from that tournament and he's like holy smokes!" so yeah it's that's one of my fondest memories is this as that that weekend with those guys that was a fun time
0: and i can't i can't imagine just going in as uh, this team with the new young kid and basically upsetting the hometown favorites uh out of there a yeah, great moment there yeah
1: yeah, they they didn't they didn't imagine it either. So, but yeah, they, you know, uh, to their credit, they had, like Derek Obataki and a couple of those other guys. We saw them again like the next year. We played the in, the MPL out in Huntington Beach, and you know we, we walked on to play them. And Derek gives me a big hug. I'm like, dude, this is not what I need right now. I don't need I, uh, you're supposed to be the bad guy. Don't don't be friendly <laughs> to me. Uh, but they're they're great guys. They're totally great guys. I lo- love playing with those guys. Awesome.
0: All right. So, uh, getting on to what, uh, kind of your, your main title here is. So you're, you're one of the founders of the Valhalla mechanical team. And this year your team has played the entire ICPL series. You've also played, uh, NXL mechanical seven man, uh, open in Dallas. So what's the atmosphere like playing at these mechanical events?
1: It's, it's actually really fun. It's laid back. I mean, you know, people, there's a, there's the intensity people want to win, but, uh, Anytime you walk in those the the ICPL events, it's like, you know, first off you're like you're, for younger guys, it's like looking at it, 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 like look an old paintball magazine. There's there's guys out there that you you've seen play, have you read about play, you heard about play, you know back 20 years ago, but it's it's a lot more sort of festive. You know you don't get a lot of you know no one's bulldogging each other, trying to you know act all tough or anything. It's just it's just a lot of laughs and you know uh, com- a little high camaraderie. You know yeah the game the games are intense, but you know afterwards. You know, just, just a lot more sort of, you know, general, you know, laughing and a lot of more joking and laughing than I remember back in the day when we used to go play. I can tell you that. A lot more smiles <laughs> than I remember seeing.
0: All right. Well, I, I, uh, I wish I could. I wish I, uh, I would have done a mechanical event by now. I haven't been able to yet, but I've mm-hmm. got my, uh, I've got my EMAC in the closet just waiting. Uh, hopefully, I'll be there, there soon. There you go, man. So uh, you've already said uh, like. Uh, of the different mechanical formats you prefer 10 man over five man and seven man uh so just uh, remind us again why why is that you prefer 10 man over the other formats
1: um 10 man's typically played on hyperball uh just because it, you know sheer numbers uh and again it's that sort of you you end up having you know, layers of layers of players instead of one. You, know, you have ones, twos, and threes. You're, or what you used to call fronts, mids, and backs. Mm-hmm. And the, and you you have to you, you have to play against a back, a mid, and a front at all times. So it's not like you have it's not like you have a, a, a an opportunity to break a side really easy by shooting one dude and running down the field. It was interesting when we played the seven man up in Dallas, the Lone Star Open this year. I was expecting another field. So we got there and it was literally the the same X ball field that everyone else played on. So it's kind of funny, it's like taking take imagine taking, you know, like you, you walk a field, you you have you have multiple game plans. We basically just played every bunker because <laughs> you had seven guys. So it was like you have options or you just throw them on there. And and I'm not, you know that was it was a it was a blast and I had a great time with that, you know. Again, paintball is paintball, but it's for me, I think there's something about the that structure of Tin Man where you just have you have more communication, uh typically more open field a lot more, you know, a lot more sort of movement versus like initial bunkers, still try to hold zones and move out. So.
0: Got it. So um, throughout this year, so uh, you were playing in the ICPL, you had a second place, a third place, and you were really close to earning that pro spot at the end of the year. So does Valhalla have plans next year to continue to compete in the ICPL and maybe earn that pro spot for next
1: season? Um. There we're we're in the off season now, and we're, we're we we need to have that uh, team conversation. Uh, one of the downsides with what the ICPL is doing, they've gone to the major and minor format. So the minor events are two days. So you 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 take a Friday off, you play Saturday and Sunday for prelims. Into Sunday, you do semifinals. It's like a long day, but you you knock it out in two days. Uh, the majors do you have to we have to fly in on a Thursday, so you take an extra day. so you do two days of prelims, and the Sunday is dedicated all to semi semifinals and finals. Um, so we have to find out you know, whether or not you know my guys are also at a different point in life, right? You know, like right. these are fam- former former competitive players uh, that, that still have the de- you know desire to you know, to go out and play and play play hard, but you know they they've got kids, they've got those responsibilities. so, We'll get to figure out if that's what our goal is this year, um and and sort that out. So we may you know, we may do seven man for maybe focus on the in uh, NXL. We may we may try to do both if we can get enough, you know, maybe maybe we look to expand the roster a bit and uh do both events. But uh as far as chasing that pro spot, we wanna win. <laughs> we wanna win the championship, we want the ring. That's what we want. Uh the pro spot, yeah. You know, the the problem with the pro spot is you have to play every event from then on so you right. you, you you pro so it's like then you're they were committed and then we lose that sort of ability to pop into a Pittsburgh Open or pop into one of these other uh, this other alternative league the WPPL, I think it is W C P L something like that it's like similar sort of competitor to the I C P L we chose to do IC, chose to do the I C P L this year because it was a known quantity mm-hmm. versus this other one which was uh, like independent tournament promoters coming together under a banner, which means like your experiences may vary between events. Right. So we wanted that sort of consistent, know what we got throughout the entire event. So long story short, still, still sorting that out. Uh, I would, you know, I'd like to, I would like to see us go and win that damn ring. We we got too close this year to, to taste it, to not to walk away with it.
0: Oh, well, the rings, the rings are the best. Uh, that's, that's definitely <sighs> If you get a ring, I mean, I've got one on. It's on the shelf over there behind me from uh, the Bunkerfest event last year. That those, it's the hardware. It's uh, kind of helps you keep those memories forever. And mm-hmm. uh, I've got on the on the wall behind the camera here. I sometimes pull out the tomahawk and uh, like the Mardi Gras medals. This like show this one off. I mean, this one I don't have a ring with it because it was a third place medal, but uh, like. You know, stuff like this where like oh, the nice. mask like whole math like, oh spills. cool like that's that's <laughs>
1: cool as hell come
0: on now oh hell yeah so uh
1: yeah, yeah. that's that, you get hardware's good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so uh
0: so uh if if you were to continue do you know like the availability of uh uh john and fuzzy or i i know they're like pretty heavily uh involved with impact nowadays and they're making cross-country trips just to go practice but uh so what do yeah. you think their availability is if if y'all were to continue
1: uh i need to talk to john about that yeah but uh i, I would like i would like to hope all really boils down to what their availability is um uh John John is a, an amazing dude, and I, you know I love I love being around him and Fuzz and uh, you know, all, all all signs at this point are, are looking good, so I'm I'm hoping uh, he's able to do that. You know who knows? I mean he he could be picked up by a team and play play again next year. So if he's playing if he's playing m p p playing in NXL, the likelihood of him playing Mech, you know limited time and you know running Pro Edge paintball in Houston you know, who knows? But you know if, I, if all the John and Fuzz I could get, I would take. But that's also where you know we, you know we we've talked a bit about this as a team is like I'd love to have a, a pool of a, a pool of Texas pros that we can we can lean on like you know hey you know if, if we know that you know one of these guys can't make it or we know what's happening in this event you know and if if we have a couple of guys that want to go and uh, have availability we'd love to be able to leverage that and you know and represent Texas that's the other thing is you know every every one of on is, is Texas either. Lived in Texas. We have we have a guy that's moved away, but he's he's from Texas. But yeah, everyone's all Texas boys, and so that's what we want to uh, keep going. Is like we want the the mech team from Texas. So, Texas. which is why Valhalla said the important name because it's so Texan. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: Texas is definitely a lot of talent and can represent anywhere. Uh, it's really yeah. really important uh, that we get Texas representation and like Texas players and their names kind of out there. Uh, so, yeah. uh, for those of y'all in the chat, we're kind of getting towards the end of our show. So, uh, if you have something that you want to ask James, go ahead and get it in now, uh, before we get to the end. Uh, so, uh, James, for any players that are out there that are maybe interested or wanting to play more mechanical events, do you have any tips or maybe like, uh, people to contact for, uh, to give them?
1: Uh, I would suggest, you know, ch- check out that uh, Texas mechanical paintball, f- uh, Facebook group uh that'd be great you know i'll start kicking that off this year again uh, scheduling events a good opportunity just to get out there and play and the other thing is you know go play mech i mean if you've, you've seen me out more than once go out there and run you know, run a pickup line and I'll, I'll shoot back against fast guns because you know knowing your gun is important and uh you know paintball is paintball so if, you, know, if, you know, it's kind of like uh the, the dodgeball movie if i could you could dodge a wrench you could dodge a ball if, if I could survive and, and, and put up a fight and against fast gun, then my chances of surviving, put up a fight with Mac are pretty good. So, but yeah, join that group. You know, any opportunity if you see people playing those those uh, fit events, those are great to jump in and uh, jump in on. I would love to, to chat with uh, X Factor and try to see if we can get you know get something similar happening down there. It'd be great. Uh, but you know, any opportunity you can play, just get out and play.
0: Yep, for sure. All right, James. So uh, this is a question I ask everybody at the end of the show just to uh, help get others names out, you know, uh, also helping me to figure out who do I need to get on next. So are there any Texas based teams, players, brands, projects, fields, tournament series, anything in Texas that have caught your attention? So who does the rest of Texas, if they don't know about them, who do they need to know about?
1: And you're doing such a great job of getting on all, all these people. It's hard it's hard to say some name someone that you don't you haven't already had on or you're already planning to have on. Um but uh I you got me stumped there. I, I I thought about this as like, you know, there's I just would like to shout out to all the all the guys I've known I've known over the years and you know the Valhalla guys that uh have come back that uh yeah, I, I, nothing, nothing new under the sun, unfortunately for me. Hmm.
0: All right. Well, there's uh there's, I mean, part of it is just, that's a tough question because there's so many uh, great individuals in Texas that uh, all have mm-hmm. great stories. So that's that's part of why I'm doing the show just to help everybody get their stories out and give them that platform and that opportunity.
1: Yeah, it's great. i you know, watched you know, several of them earlier, you know, yours with Colt Roberts was fun to watch, you know, see guys like that, you know, Remember when those when, the, when those were the kids that were coming out and playing? But it's just great to see you know guys like that that have played at such a high level for such, such a long time to to continue to play, grind, and you know and, and be as excellent and and, and be such an ambassador too of the sport that really helped grow younger players. It's great to see, you know.
0: Yeah, for sure. There's uh, a lot of a lot of good names out there. Uh, hopefully, we can keep getting more people on here, keep getting their stories told. So. Uh, mm-hmm. I, um see some some people in the chat they're saying, uh, your favorite moment of your career is getting to play with Rick hall duh <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Rick is Rick is my boy, yeah, that's always a favorite moment,
0: <laughs> yeah, I got to play with Rick uh at the last uh x factor paintball series i i I was one of the captains for that series, and he ended up on my team i was it was fun for sure. always a pleasure, Rick oh yeah, uh see yeah. uh another. Uh, another person on Twitch here, they're commenting, I played 10 man with Todd for the first time, like two months ago, I don't have my mech eye on this. So I turned my gun down to 7.5. I think they negotiated. Oh, well, cool. I'm, I'm glad to see uh, more people getting, getting into the mech scene. It's a the fun part. I know, like, at least on the national broadcast, like Maddie Marshall talking about how important it is. So like everybody kind of getting back to their roots of how, uh, paintball started. Uh, so yeah, uh, um,
1: yeah, t- yeah, t- People tend to think back, you know, like when they started the golden age, you know, so I think it's, it's kind of fun to see if people look back at like the early days of, of, of hyperball and early, early days of uh, airball and like, oh man, that was the golden time. And, and kind of going back to like what they did when, originally when they, when they played it. So it was fun.
0: All right. Well, uh, James, that, uh, that does it for our episode. Thank you so much for hopping on. Uh, do you have any last shout outs or things you'd like to say before we sign off?
1: Uh, no, man. I appreciate you having me on. I do want to shout out to, to Pro Edge Paintball, uh, uh, to Tanks Paintball, X Factor, uh, all, those, all those fields and, and uh, stores that uh, help Valhalla and help make us, keep us going, uh, HK Army for the cool gear. So uh, just want to shout out to those guys for supporting us and uh, helping us uh, keep mech strong and uh, taking it to them. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, one more question I did think about. Um, so you're uh, you're seeing a lot of mech play come back in and now you're seeing a lot of companies come out with uh, mech guns or mech frames to go along with their fast guns. Like uh, the CS2 has had their mech frame. They've uh, released the, the G-Tech mech frames for a while. Now Die has mech frame that just got released for the DSR plus. Like what what are you thinking about? Like all of this kind of new gear that's coming out for mech? Or, or, do you think you're just going to stick with the tried and true autocockers and things like that?
1: Um, I love autocockers. I was, you know, early adopter in Texas to autocockers. But uh, I, I, I shoot a, I shoot a CS2, with the mech frame. It's hard to beat. It's hard to beat the, the consistency, the efficiency, the, uh, the reliability of those guns. It's just amazing. It's great to see. And it's great to see these companies supporting the mech events and. Hopefully that will be a catalyst, also, where people can come out and play. One thing to be said about you know you mentioned about someone turning their guns down. Like the the I think it was smart about doing that, where they you could you could still play with a with a fast gun in mech. You just have to shoot 5.5 balls a second. You just turn it down. Uh, I think there's going to be a compromise because with the, when that original number came out, when everyone was thinking that everyone was going to be shooting autocockers and such, it's a, you know it's a more on par. Uh, for speed but you know the mech guns the the space mechs as <laughs> we mm-hmm. call them they're such good quality now and they shoot so fast with hair valves and whatnot that you know I think you know running up to like 75 five with a with the fast gun may be the future for that but it's it's a great opportunity for for people who want to come out and play with those mech like especially you know, those mech days that we're having come out play with a um, with the guns you already have you don't have to invest anything new just turn your gun down uh the rate of fire down and uh and have at it
0: well, I, I like the whole thing. I mean, I, I have a separate emec, but for those that are uh, like thinking about doing mech, like mech frames are only like 200 bucks or if that, where you can just, you know, swap it in and out. You don't have to learn a new platform or anything. It's just, you have to take mm-hmm. two screws out and slap the other thing on and boom, you're good to go. So uh, it is cool to yes. see the companies like starting to embrace the this new wave of mechanical that's coming in. Hopefully it grows in the future.
1: Absolutely. It's, it's, it's great to see that when you see a companies, when companies are making those products, they see a market and it's great to, great to see that nationally, but love to see more of that trickle down into Texas. And, and I'd I'd love to see us, you know, schedule, scheduling, uh, having one, having events that support MEC uh, in Texas would be awesome until that point. If we can get, you you know, scrimmage weekends where we throw four or five teams out there and they go at it, you know, that's the next best thing. Right. So I'm all about trying to like, create you create as much as uh, of of the um, the scene and, and environment as we can
0: for sure all right james so that that does it uh thank you again for coming last minute uh filling in for nico hyde on this episode and uh, thank everybody in the chat thank you guys so much for tuning in so be sure to go follow valhalla that's at valhalla mech paintball team on facebook uh so what other guests would y'all like to see on the show be sure to leave a comment down below while you're at it, hit the subscribe button. The show goes live weekly here on twitch.tv in the pits paintball podcast, and recordings are posted to YouTube, Amazon, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify the next day. Shout out to my partners and sponsors, FU Athletics, here uh, with the new logo here on the screen. We got Get That Shot, Paintball Kumite, and Compete. So I said uh, the show goes live weekly, but actually, we're going to be doing another episode tomorrow night because of uh, World Cup being next week. I'm actually flying out on Tuesday night, so I won't be able to do the uh, the live stream next Wednesday, uh, but in, instead of just missing a week, we're going to do one ahead of time. So tomorrow night, we will get uh, Nick Mays of Maysens PB. Uh, everybody in Texas knows that name as a well-known retailer uh, and used marker reseller uh, based up in Dallas. So we're going to have him on tomorrow night at 630, not the usual 730, and I'll make all these posts, but... Uh, so yeah, we're going to have Nick Mays tomorrow night at six 30. And I also just released my November schedule. Uh, so the week after world cup, we're actually going to have a guy. His name is Christian Woodmansey. Uh, he's a current player for energy elite, which yeah, I know that's not Texas, but he did play an event last year with AC Dallas. So we're going to count it. Uh, so we'll have uh, Christian Woodman see week after cup. After that, we will have Nathan Roberts of AC Diesel, also a former teammate of mine on the Texas Longhorns and the NCPA. And then we're rounding out the month uh, last day of November, November 30th with uh, Hector Andrade and uh, Rolanda Lopez of Balls Out down in the Valley. So we've got a lot of good episodes uh, for November. So y'all, thank you so much for supporting the show. We'll see you tomorrow night. James, thank you so much for your time.
1: My pleasure. Have a good one.